Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Today, we are going to talk about Jesus's prayer in John 17, a beautiful prayer with so much love and promise in it. Jesus is, he's talking to his disciples. This is Thursday night, well, the night of the Last Supper. He has washed their feet and told them that someone would be betraying him that night and and just talked about who he was and and what was going to happen over the next few days. And then he prays with his disciples. And verses 1 through 5, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those who you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I love this because it shows so clearly that Jesus was there at the very beginning. And I love how he, he prays for himself. He, he longs to be back in his Father's presence. Take me back in your presence, Lord. The same presence and glory I had before the world began. And I never thought about before how much he must miss being in his Father's presence while he's here on earth. I can't even imagine My mother is in heaven now, and I know that I will see her again, and I am so blessed to know that truth, but I miss her. And I think about the humanity of Jesus as he misses his father in heaven, and the glory of being with his father in heaven. I love how he prays for himself. God loved Jesus so much that he gave Jesus the gift of redeemed mankind. He gave him authority over all of our flesh. Isn't that beautiful? And eternal life, he makes it very clear here. Eternal, there is, everyone gets eternal life, but he is talking about eternal life with God and Jesus in heaven. I just love that. Now we're going to get to Jesus praying for his disciples. And this is six through 19. And it is the longest part of the prayer, I think. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. They've obeyed scripture, the Old Testament. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you, for I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All that I have is yours, and all that you have is mine, putting himself in that triune. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. 
While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify thyself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Jesus reveals himself as the Messiah to his disciples. They have been obedient to God's word. And to be a disciple, you have to be obedient to God's word. As Jesus is preparing to leave this world, he wants his father to protect the disciples like he did on earth. Except for Judas, of course. God can use the wicked, in the case of Judas, to fulfill his plan. He knew where Judas's heart was going to be. He knew what was going to happen, and he needed this to fulfill his plan anyway. Isn't this a beautiful promise that Jesus asked the Father to protect his disciples as he did? How he must have loved them. He took them under his wing. He taught them about his father. He taught them a new way of looking at the word. And they were obedient to that. He must love them tremendously. When he talks about, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that they, his disciples, may have the full measure of joy from them. He wants them to have completed joy, and completed joy does not mean they won't have troubles and they won't have trials, and it won't be painful and difficult because we know that it was. But they knew they were no longer of this world, but of a world so much better to come. And their love for Jesus made them want to go out and share this truth with the rest of the world. They have met the Messiah. And now he wants them to take that out to the rest of the world and fulfill the purpose that they have. He prayed for them to be sanctified, to be set apart. He didn't want them to live as other people lived. He wanted them to live a step above, to be more like him, to take his example out there. He prayed for them to be set apart. And one thing you may or may not have missed When Jesus revealed himself as the Messiah in in verse 11, he talks about he won't be in the world anymore, but he wants them to be one as we are one. He wants the disciples to have the same kind of unity that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit have That's the kind of unity he wanted his disciples to have. And with that, we're going to segue into the final part of his prayer, which is for all believers. And that includes you and me. I want you to wrap your head around this. The very Jesus that you pray to prayed for you 
in this prayer, he prayed for you because you believe in him. So 20 through 26. My prayer is not for them, the disciples, alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, the disciples' message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, the unity of the Trinity, he wants us to have that. May they also be in us that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Y'all, he prayed this for you. He wants you to have the love of the Father, the same love that he has. He wants you to be in unity with him as Jesus is in unity with him. He wants you to be in unity with other Christians as Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are one triune God. Jesus wants you in heaven. He prays for that. Can you even begin to wrap your, your mind and heart around the fact that Jesus wants you in heaven? He prayed for you to be in heaven with him. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. There is no greater love than that. He wants us to be unified like he and the Holy Spirit and God his Father are unified. I don't think we are today, but man, does that not give us a goal? As we look at our church, and there might be something we don't agree with, perhaps we need to think about how we need to be in unity. He prays for us to be examples of Him, to love Him so much and to spend so much time in His Word that we can go out and be the best kind of examples we can as human beings. He wants us in heaven. This blows my mind every time I read it. My Savior prayed for me to be in heaven with Him. Your Savior prayed for you to be in heaven with Him. And if you don't know Jesus yet and you want to know Jesus, reach out to me because I will help you figure out how you can get into heaven. All it takes is following Jesus. I shouldn't say all because that includes carrying a cross, but taking up your cross. But It is possible, and that's what he wants and prayed for. And he talks about how legitimate unity glorifies God. So while we don't have to agree on everything, God gave us all different gifts and different passions and different knowledge. But we do have to agree that God wants us unified in the things that we do and the way that we move forward. And that's what glorifies Him. What a great example, especially today, as we look at the world that is so very broken. And the church, 
that is not unified. But the things that we're divided over have nothing to do with Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We all agree on that. So we ought to be able to come together on the other things. Be unified in Jesus loves you. Jesus wants you in heaven. There is a redemption plan in place for all of us. And that plan is Jesus Christ. And if you want to learn more about it, just open your Bible. We can tell everyone these things in unity. What color the curtains are, who's president, whether or not we have communion every Sunday or once a month or whatever it looks like. We do things differently in different churches, but at the end of the day, we all follow Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that is all that matters. When you are feeling like you're not enough, or your heart is full of chaos and you can't find peace, go to John 17 and read the whole prayer, but really focus on 20 through 26 where your Father, your Savior, prays for you because He wants you in heaven, because He wants you to be an example of Him so that the world will see Him through you. He wants you to feel God's love, the same love that He has for Jesus. Rest in that. The promises in this prayer that He prays for Himself, for His disciples, and for you are worth looking at every day as a reminder of how much he loves you, how he cannot wait for you to get into heaven, and how much he wants you to be the example that this world needs. Next time, we are, we'll be doing another prayer of Jesus, and um, I've got two that I'm looking at, so I'm not sure which yet. Also, if you have not had the opportunity to check out A Thread of Hope, Walking the Footsteps of Jesus in the Old Testament, that um, was launched on Ash Wednesday, and there's a video um, every day but Saturdays. I I don't do one that day. Um, And on Sunday, I just do a short meditation, but it just, it's walking through the Old Testament and finding the thread that we can pull that will lead us to Jesus. Um, and it's it's a beautiful walk. So if you haven't checked any of those out, you can do that on my channel. It's also that each day um, is up on my webpage. And if you are a part of Stepping Into the Bible or Gretna Brethren Church, you can find them there. So lots of places to find them if you're interested. And one other thing, I am having a contest Um, for a t-shirt, a Sheila Walsh book, and a prayer journal um, for the month of March. And all you have to do to win this contest is um, be a part of my weekly emails that right now I will tell you are daily because I do put out the... um, the in the thread of hope a thread of hope i put those out every day in that email but typically they're um on a called a whisper wednesday and that is um my newsletter and there's usually just a like a short devotion and i have right now i have the even on wednesdays i have the 
video. Um, my podcast from the week before or for that week is on it. And I try to do something fun. Um, last time I shared a recipe and had a little funny on it. So just a way to um, just a fun midweek newsletter that has information on it and you can pick and choose whatever you would like to um, be a part of. So if you want to win the t-shirt, it's green of course, and because it's March, and uh, the Sheila Walsh book on prayer and a prayer journal, then all you have to do is sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already and open the newsletter so that you read at least one thing in it. And if you've already signed up and you open that newsletter on Wednesdays, then you're already in the contest. And I have a lot of people that are in already. So um, it should be a good one. Thank you so much for uh, checking in here um, at the In the Whisper podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful day.